Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Beer and Bites, hosted by Chris Jordan and Jeremy Murdershaw. Our guest this week is Mike Jenks, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Adapt Forward. You will enjoy listening to his experiences dealing with the NSA Red Teams, as well as learn about his MDR services, and then finally the CyberShell framework that they use in terms of the MITRE attack models and how they deploy that and operationalize that out to clients. With that, enjoy. All right. I'm done with makeup. You're done with makeup, all powdered up. All right. Welcome to uh, the second pilot of uh, Beer and Bites. Uh, we'll start with our beers. Jarrett, Mike, you want to show your beer first? I won't make fun of it. Uh, you can make fun of it. Uh, it's Miller Lite, and that's okay because I've been in quarantine for three weeks, so I have an alibi. <laughs> all right. Jeremy, you're going to show us yours? Sure. So I've got two. Let's start <laughs> with the first one. This is our, uh, our Dos Equis Amber, which okay. is a great one. I uh, usually prefer that with chips and salsa. And then, you know, in case that one runs out, I got a Corona. <laughs> Did they stop yeah, making those? Is yeah, it? Did somebody stop making them? Okay. All right, I got my yeah. um, my 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 Lucy Juicy. Here we go. It, it doesn't really focus well around here, but it's a solace micro brew. So I'm pretty pumped. It's it's one of my. I like these hazy IPAs. I'm a. In fact, I got the Sierra Nevada cool. hazy IPA next time. We'll we'll hit that one. Right. So anyway. yeah, that, I don't know. There, that's a headache for me, dude. I don't know. Something something with the IPAs that just crushes me. I think that these, you know, these double IPAs, you know, that the, the what, what percentile is this one? This one can't be that bad. Eight like percent. Eight percent. So it's better than uh, vodka. We'll go into a story one time about my co-founder Quinn drinking uh, "Do Not Resuscitate" from uh, Oklahoma. He had some DNR, and he he didn't know it was a high alcohol beer. Oh. <laughs> he's like he's like i know what the words are i i, I don't know how to say them <laughs> uh, so, yeah, been like Quinn's awesome yeah. so um so let's talk about you mike so mike we're, we're going to talk about the craziness of you starting a company right now and such a lucrative time of yes the virus you, you named it cyber Shell. And I'm not going to go into that one. I know it had another name when it originally came out. I'm sure you'll have another name in a bit. Yeah, sure. But anyway, so so you're you're about to tell us your humble beginnings of going down to South Carolina for the for the beer and the the sun and the, the humidity and the hockey and the and hockey well known hockey thing Ray hockey yeah. come on buddy <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> Yeah. So crazy times, um, you know, perfect time to launch a company, you know, <laughs> um, but ultimately, you know, it's good because, you know, uh, we own two companies. Um, one of, one of them is a defense contracting company. Right. Um, so that's pretty successful. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, keep the, the, the printing machine running and, you know, that'll be funded nicely uh, throughout the, the little uh, turnover here. Uh, yeah, but that could be an interesting conversation, by the way, how do you actually start a company? But let's we'll get back. Let's let's hit your product, and maybe we 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 talk about how do you actually start a company at one point. 
<laughs> so, so you move, you move our PSA. Like doing these you pay, you, contracts. Yeah, you pay like five dollars, and you you know you have an LLC registered, <laughs> and then you're good. So so what happened that all of a sudden you went from doing the government service thing to to decide to create a company? Yeah. So I mean, been doing the defense contracting you know gig for for quite a while. Been in the you know uh, cyber defense. Uh, industry for about 20 years now, um, you know, uh, moved down to Charleston uh, back in 2012, and it was in support of a, uh, a Department of Defense cybersecurity service provider program. Um, so ultimately, what that is is, you know, if you if you're connected to the Department of Defense network, um, it's mandated that you have a cybersecurity service provider. Um, service monitor your IP space. So, you know, for the services, you know, that's easy because, you know, Army watches Army, Navy watches Navy. Um, but then, you know, there's a whole slew of other, you know, organization, organizations and entities that, you know, are connected but still require uh, a cybersecurity security service provider. So um, anyway, um, the client down here in Charleston, they were standing up um, their, their instance of a, a CSSP yeah. and, uh, you know, ultimately, um, to be a CSSP, you have to be accredited every three years. Um, basically auditors come in, they do the paperwork drill. Um, and, uh, you know, back in 2012, you know, that, that, that all went well, you know, auditors came in, checked the documentation, scored a hundred percent, you know, all good. Um, well, you know, part, the other half of the uh, accreditation effort is you have to be assessed by an NSA certified red team um, yeah. blind, blindly, oh. right? So um, anyway, uh, back 2012, uh, red team, you know, uh, compromised the network and uh, went undetected, uh, made a little more noise, you know, went, went undetected, finally, you know, screaming from the rooftops, you know, find me um undetected you know it's like oh shit wow. you know and uh ultimately they you know they, they they said all right we're done you know wrote up a report and said hey guys you know awesome on your 100 you know fix this um and we're like oh shit okay and uh you know ultimately you know upon reading the report you know you take a look at it and you're like hmm you know a lot of the way you know, the red team was operating, you know, wasn't inherently malicious. Um, so you're looking at things like, you know, I, I, let's say I'm a bad guy. I throw a spear fish. I land on Chris's box. You know, I'm in user context, right? Um, you know, is that game over? Um, did the bad guys win? Um, well, no. I mean, that's bad, obviously. But um, ultimately, you know, what they're, what they're there for is probably sitting on that server over there or somewhere else in the network. So, you know, they have to move laterally, maybe escalate privileges, right? Um, there's only so many ways you can do that sort of thing. Um, and a lot of ways you can do it, it is not inherently malicious. You know, like, right. for instance, you know, moving laterally, I can map a network drive. I could use PowerShell. I could use WMI. I mean, there's... There's a lot of a lot of normal PowerShell. We wouldn't have a job without PowerShell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff you can do, right? Um, but I mean, 
you know, system admins, they use that stuff all the time. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's where it's tough to detect that sort of thing. So, you know, you know, here we were, you know, uh, you know, charged with defending the department of defense and we just got our ass kicked, you know, and, you know, it was up to us to fix it. So, you know, first thing we went to is, Hey, you know, Hey, industry, Hey, you know, multi-million dollar architecture that we, you know, invest money in. Can you guys detect this sort of thing? And they said, Oh yeah, yeah, we can, we can detect all that. Well, you know, okay, well, I don't believe you um, because I didn't see anything, you know, alert um, and we just got wrecked. Um, and then, you know, you go down the route of, you know, well, let's say, let's say industry could detect um, the bad guys. And, you know, ultimately, you know, you know, you're like, Hey, you know, Hey, McAfee, you know, Hey, you know, XYZ company, you know, uh, I saw that, you know, an attack came in, but, you know, that flashing red light said, you know, hey, something bad happened, but I, but I blocked it. Um, you know, thank God, you know, my savior, um, you know, we appreciate it. But, you know, ultimately, can you tell me why you made the decision to block that? And, you know, you know, these companies can't for the most part, because that's their proprietary secret sauce. So, you know, this is us back in 2012 thing in, Holy shit, you know, we're in charge of defending the Department of Defense. We don't know what we're protected against. Industry is not going to tell us. So what do we do? And ultimately, um, what we ended up doing was started to build out something like MITRE ATT&CK, which was basically mapping out all the post-compromise phases uh, of an attack and the ways to do that. And, you know, ultimately... Uh, you know, in 2013, we came across a pre-release of MITRE ATT&CK and immediately adopted it. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. So that came in, you created, now you created software to implement MITRE ATT&CK. In other words, you're listening to all this stuff and we were talking before. So a lot of the stuff you implemented though, you implemented not just at the network level, right? You did host-based stuff. So you, you eventually selected an EDR. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, um, you know, it goes back to the point that, man, we really just didn't know what we were protected against and what we were not. Um, And, you know, we we found the, uh, you know, MITRE ATT&CK framework and we're like, we're adopting that. And the idea was we were going to run basically a purple team exercise which is the offensive guys and the defensive guys working together to validate, you know, what all of the cyber defense capabilities within the environment could detect and what they couldn't. So, you know, that was a long enduring exercise, but at the end of the day, we knew no kidding, you know, what we could see and what we couldn't, um, which was awesome. So then now that we knew our gaps, the next, the next stage of that was operationalizing it. Um, so we started looking around um, to all the industry partners, um, uh, you know, as to, you know, what type of SIMs and source solutions out there at the time, you know, had anything to do with MITRE. Well, there wasn't. Um, <laughs> so we ultimately uh, ended up building a, a custom uh, solution that operationalizes MITRE ATT&CK um, and built our own uh, in-house detection logic to detect all that, uh, the the TTPs. Um, why, don't you in, use, why don't you use CVE? It was already out there. 
Why miter attacking? I mean, CVEs. I mean, so, I mean, I would think, okay, it goes back to um, there's a billion mm-hmm. ways to compromise mm-hmm. a network, right? If an attacker wants to get in, they're going to get in, right? But, yeah. you know, it's what they do after they get in. Um, you know, that's a finite. So there's a billion ways to get in, but after you get in, there's a finite a way, you know, finite amount of ways to, to achieve right. the goals. Right. And so if you look at vulnerability anymore, it's just they got access to moving laterally. Right. So now yep. here's, here's the million dollar question or the, the entire business is based upon. So what are you? Are you a service company that's going to come in here and help square away my operations? Are you a, this magical MDR world? Are you an MSSP? Are you a product now? Is, is CyberShell just a product? So yeah. eventually you're going to wind up, hopefully not, talking to a VC. Well, let's say you talk to a VC. What are, what are you going to say <laughs> you are? What's going to yeah. be your value prop? Right. No, that, that's, a, that's a good question. That is the million-dollar question. And I guess, you know, to answer it, um, you know, the short answer is, you know, both, right? Um, we are, a, you know, an MDR, a services uh, offering, but we also are a product company. And it depends on the, you know, the capability of the end customer, right? So these large-scale organizations that have their own in-house SOC capability and the expertise in-house, um, they would be targets to, you know, basically just a product sale. Um, and, and what they're buying is the ability to operationalize MITRE ATT&CK, but then also the, the heavy dose of professional services and knowledge um, that we've acquired after, you know, um, iterating over this for the past eight years um, and really, um, you know, really making an impact in customer environments. So, and that goes back to the story, right? So guess what? The, that red team comes back every three years, right, um, to, to reassess. And in uh, 2015, we caught them within the first hour of initial compromise. Yeah. Um, and then in 2018, we caught them pivoting into the network um, from another side door to the point where um, the red team director had to call me up and say, oh, man, you know, that was – fantastic. I can't believe you guys caught us pivoting into the network, but man, that was, uh, that was about eight months worth of work. Um, and it was very expensive. Um, so if you guys could look the other way for five minutes, um, man, that'd be awesome. And then, you know, we could continue on our mission. So, you know, ultimately, um, does it, does, does it work? Absolutely. Um, does it take some elbow grease? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, if there's anybody out there telling you that, you know, they have a, you know, a magic, you know, magic bullet for operationalizing motor attack, uh, I'd say they're lying to you. Um, but, you and know, it's pretty, it, yeah, it's a pretty robust, I don't even want to call it robust. It's, it's an endless amount of processing of minor attack. There's still a significant amount of lateral movement that doesn't, isn't properly documented in minor attack just yet. So, absolutely. So Jeremy, because you've been quiet. You're not even sure. drinking your beer when you're quiet, which kind of upsets me. Um, well, I'm, I'm pacing myself. I'm pacing myself. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to have to get a second one. All right. So, so now I'm going to pull you into this and ask you to give therapy lessons to, to poor Mike. All right? Because, Mike, you got to tell me, are you a product 
or am I going to buy you as an MDR service? So again, I, I think it goes back to, you know, the, the size of the organization. <laughs> um, hey, Jeremy, help him out, bro. Well, how, maybe we first start by saying, asking the question, how do you operationalize minor attack? What does that mean? Yeah. So I'm a um, company. Let's, let's pretend I'm, I am company XYZ and I've got firewall. I've got endpoint of some, some endpoint products, firewall products. Maybe I've got some SD-WAN. You know, they're all the appropriate accoutrements for an organization of my size. How then do I? How then do you assist in the operationalizing miter attack? Say that after that's a couple of beers. beers. Right that's not the beer topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, so the CyberShell um, is really a, a framework um, that allows um, custom customized detection logic to be queried against um, various data lakes within your environment. Right. It can sit on top of one. It can sit on top of many. Um, so, you know, if you have uh, all of the correct telemetry um, rolling in, the detection logic will fire. And that's and that's the that's the key. Right. Um, and that's where we really provide value is we have eight years worth of um, configuration knowledge. Um, you know, we have a we have a saying within the company. It's 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 kind of stupid, but. It's true. Where I mean, where we have a tagline. It's called like "Wake up, cyber!" You know, wake up, cyber! Um, because really, um, what we found in a lot of customer environments is they have the tool sets. Um, I mean, even the OSs, right? They have a lot of the right telemetry. You just have to know what to log, and if you're logging the right stuff, right. That's sent back to the data lake. Now, this custom detection logic. Um, that's querying against those data lakes, you know, will fire and it will find bad guys. Um, absolutely. I mean, um, and then on top of that, what, what CyberShell provides is, you know, you know, you pay your analysts to, to analyze data, not go be gophers, right? So when the customized detection logic uh, fires uh, against these data lakes and it gets a, a direct hit, what CyberShell does is via APIs, it reaches out to all of the auxiliary metadata sets um, in the environment and pulls it together and puts it in a single pane of glass for your analyst to quickly and efficiently make a decision whether something is benign or not. Now, the benefits of that are, you know, man, your Splunk licensing costs, holy crap, you know, that's expensive. Why would you send everything in there, right? Um, why not just spend, you know, send the, the pertinent information, leave all of the other data sets on device and only reach out when you need to grab it. And honestly, you know, from, you know, Chris's perspective, you know, that's a, that's a good use case for fluency as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I, I'm a big believer in everything and then figuring out whether I need it. But so, man, I'm going to put you on the hot seat because just, you know, I'm listening to Jeremy, you're listening to it. And we we both have run socks and made money running socks. I mean, personally, I just don't see the end customer running the product themselves because it's intelligence, right? It's knowing what's being alerted and the bending. It to me, I mean, I'm going to pigeonhole you, Mike. I'm going to say you're an MDR that that magical MDR unicorn nobody knows about, right? I mean, Jeremy, what do you think? 
and I don't know. I think he's a, he might be a, a plug-in to fluency so that I can, I can visualize the MITRE framework on top of your data. That's, uh, right? and then I can, and then I can action, I can take action on based on the different columns that are happening there. So right? you're basically saying you'll help resell CyberShell and fluency and you'll, you'll be the MDR. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I just, the reason why I'm going down this route and, and, and I don't mean to put on this particular thing because I think this is a really good example of an early stage company. I mean, don't you? Early stage company, you're, you're making money on one side, you've got great knowledge and capability, you have the technical solution, but you don't have the magical easy button yet, right? You don't have the clear no. statement where somebody says, wow, I gotta get you in house, but yet you know you're gonna outperform the, the secure works of the world. You know you're gonna mm -hmm. outperform you know, the basic MSSP model. Absolutely. The MDRs out there today, let me just be honest, that most MDRs are writing their procedures as they work with their customers. Their customers most so for their experiments. Most socks are too. Yeah, and so you got Mike here, who's been running one for a while. He's tired. Yep. He knows how it runs. He wants to productize it. It's great, right? And so, but to the gap is, how does he deliver it to the end customer? I'm, not, I'm, I'm only half joking, Jeremy. I think you're, you're, you're pretty sweet. This is a sweet spot, and it's a great spot to discuss because you go into a customer and you say, listen, you need an EDR. You need some SD-WAN vision. You need basic parameters, especially on your email vector coming right. in. I'll get you that data, I'll review it, and I'll use this product as a structure, right? But this, this product requires, like as, as Mike said, I mean, you go into an organization and you're doing the same thing, helping advise the CISO to understand what your gaps are. Like you and I exactly. just chit chat about this, like it's, it's second nature. But imagine you're a CISO walking into an organization and you're trying to figure out where to start, right? And you get, you, of course, you want your basic EPP, your endpoint protection, your, right? But, but what do you do after that, right? And, and you take the coronavirus. We're half joking about the coronavirus, a serious thing. But, but the reality is now you have a completely different mode of operation where your employees are logging in remotely. They're no longer going through your firewall. Right, they're using personal equipment where you don't have uh, an antivirus right. or an EDR installed in it. Half of them are using their phones, and there is no decent endpoint protection for a phone today. I mean, maybe Checkpoint Sandblast might be a nice one. Nice Sandblast, one right? Yeah, that's that's worth getting somebody from Israel to talk to us about because that's I think that's by far the most advanced of them, right? Absolutely, yeah, it's. It's the only one that we that we feel confident putting on endpoints for our customers. So, so I'm gonna get in your under my beer. So I'm gonna wrap it up with with you guys. And you're you're not. Are you still milking it? They're still, you know, going slow. Well, he, hey, he hasn't had it. He hasn't had a drink in like ten minutes. I still I have a fresh one. I'm gonna run out and get more. Now, it is a good combo. I mean, what, what do you think, Jeremy? I mean. I don't know. I it, it's, I've seen this tech. That's the reason why we brought Mike on, right? 
the technology is awesome, right? The idea and the concept is prior to to to, to minor attack. Uh, and, and I mean, it's it's it works. I mean, it's it's not a a white paper and idea. It's a proven, you know, it's a proven product. Um, we're just commercializing it now. Yeah. Um, commercial product and methodology. I'll say that. So I'm putting it on you, Jeremy, because you're 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 the brains of the operation. You got your 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 Vegas hat on. What what Uh-oh. team do you root for again? Wait wait wait. <laughs> this will really piss <laughs> off people. <laughs> you had Vegas. Uh, today I'm I'm bipolar. Yeah. This is a this is an homage to my son. He's a Vegas fan. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, you you were talking about Pennsylvania. I I, I need a jersey, uh, a Hershey Bears jersey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. They're yeah. They're hard to get the, the, the actual playable jerseys. They have a lot of the fake ones out there. Um. All right. So, what's your advice? Now, we, I, I keep on sidetracking. I mean, dude, you you you're in the same. You're more in the boat that Mike is in than anybody else. What do you what do you what do you think? Do you are you take are you taking data and plugging it into this dashboard, or is your do you have an engine that runs behind the dashboard, or is this all take a lot of human intervention to do? Right. So it's um, what it is is a lot of um, custom detection logic, um, and depending on whatever data lake. Um, you know, that it's querying against. I mean, that's whether it be elastic, whether that be Splunk, whether that be fluency or a combination of all three, you know, at once. Um, what, what it is, is again, knowing what configurations, what's available in the customer, customer environment, um, knowing the right configurations for those um, uh, capabilities to get the right telemetry into the data lake. And then our custom detection logic that detects those behaviors outlined in MITRE ATT&CK, um, that's what's querying against those data lakes. So it's a combination of getting the right telemetry um, and then our detection logic that we built mapped to MITRE. So it's, it's, a, it's a two-part, seems like a two-part company, right? You've got the, you've got, Can you get, just tell me quick what are right. the two parts? So I can catch up when I get back. Uh, well, you've got you got the professional services, and you've got the overlay, which is okay. something that he would work with the fluencies and the splunks of the world to have that added to their dashboarding capabilities. Okay, so I'm only going to get a 12. I'll get your beers. Now, now I know which one it is. So I'm going to get All the 12. Right. <laughs> <laughs> professional, we are not, but fun, we are. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the industry right here. This is what the industry yeah, is right? about. This is yeah. just a bunch of nerds talking about their stuff. Yeah, dude. Just uh, you know, trying to solve solve problems and having fun doing it. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I notice in your screen and your background, it's the things are changing back and forth on that. Is that like a real time map or is that just a GIF that you're running? Oh, this is. Uh, uh, actually, man, I I, sh- I should get a free license for uh, XSplit VCam. Um, it's just a piece of software that you know you can add virtual backgrounds to. But you know, it, Chris, you asked earlier, you know, what what's the deal with the uh, Cyber Shell and the name? 
So yeah, yeah, you the, know, I know, the, I know the original name. That's the reason why I'm like, yeah. So adapt was better. Adapt forward is the defense contracting company that we own, and the uh, logo is a turtle. So we tried to keep it all, you know, uh, turtle related. Uh, that makes so, sense. Cyber shell. Turtle know. power. Turtle yeah. power, dude. Bunch of ninjas running around. Turtle. turtle. Shell. UMD. <laughs> I got my, I got, I switched over to the, the hazy little thing. Dude, you already finished One that? One of my favorite beers right I there. I finished the other pint. Yeah. Oh, dude. <clears throat> so. You passed out. Because you've been talking. And, and, and I appreciate it. That's the reason why <laughs> we're here. It's not for me to talk. But, but I mean, you, you, Listen, so it's a it's a an implementation service. Yeah. He's an implementation service, a best practice, right? How do I how do I configure my environment to get the most data, most useful, usable data out of it? And then how can I visualize that data? And that's where the framework comes in. So I'll I'll tell you what I like about it. So so I'm looking at it from a completely different type of thing. You know, Jeremy, I'm looking at it saying to myself, why well, work with these guys? And I think that what it is, you look at the year's experience. I mean, you and I have years experience. Mike has years experience. But the point is, is that he's got what I would consider, let's say call them queries. He's got what he knows he needs to ask for to say what happened that relates to this grid that I'm seeing behind Mike. Right. And, and the point is, that is all the intellectual property. Right. To yeah. tell you the truth, like posting it together and, and putting it no matter what you use application wise. The power of his company is going to be this understanding of how to ask the questions and create it. I know I can work with Mike right. to change it, to make it even better, where I can do all this stuff in real time. Right. He doesn't have to query to do it. I can watch for it and let right. it out. But the true intellectual property is these queries. That's the million dollar company. And the reason yeah. is because all these other MDRs, like I told you, are learning on this. They don't really know what it is. They're gonna they're gonna burn a couple companies before they solve a problem. So and, and I'll add to that, Chris. I mean, that's why why we do like fluency because <clears throat> um, just by the nature of operationalizing MITRE attack, there is a high amount of false positives, right? So going back to the the early conversation. Um, a lot of the ways bad guys move around the network are not inherently malicious, right? So um, when you have, uh, you know, the aspect of the m machine learning and fusion capabilities of fluency on the back end, um, that's what we're super excited about as far as integrating it as a, as a back end um, for yeah. our solution and, I, and detection logic. That's the reason why I think early on you might go into the model, what I call the concierge model which is you're adding services to be able to implement that technology into a company and you get that company to a certain level. But I don't think you're, you're ready or you really, your company's not, the money's not going to be there just providing that service, right? From a service perspective, you're, it's your knowledge that's the money. Not, right. It's yeah. not, I got Joe and Joe's the best reviewer, right? I'm going to keep right. on. That's not going to be your model. Your model, most of your guys know how to analyze data. And the best part is they know how to articulate that data into creating that alert and right. generating. And we didn't even get into this. All this stuff on MITRE attack is detection. MDR, I talked to you before we even started drinking. 
So that's the only reason why I have it in my head. Is, Tequila time, let's go. Is the R. Speaking <laughs> responsing, right? Like, how do you respond to all this? And so, so I got a new beer. This is not cool because I don't want to talk another 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, so, I mean, what do you think? I mean, Jeremy, we've been talking, and Mike, I mean, thank you for spending time to, for this painful experiment of, of drinking beers and discussing security. Ah, oh, dude. Learning how to be a, an entrepreneur at the same time, right? That's what I was telling Jeremy. I mean, honestly, this is what this is what the industry is about, man. Just a bunch of bunch of good people hanging out, um, drinking beers, and trying to solve problems and having fun. Yeah, doing we we don't have to stuff. drink beer, but it's a good option. It's a good I mean, option. It, it, yeah, it helps. Listen, I can't. I mean, there's a lot of whiskey and cigar, and I'll do the whiskey thing too. But but I'm not a cigar. I can't smoke anything. I'm not a big smoker, and. Uh, so the beer is good for me. I, I like the beer. It's fascinating. It's it's. I'm a geek. You know how interesting beer is nowadays. They they make so many different types of everything. It's crazy. <laughs> so anyways, um, so kind of wrapping it up, Jeremy. I mean, you're you're going to be the most sober because you're drinking those watery beers. Um, <laughs> Wait, he's got he's got Miller Lite. This I, I'm not sure. It's probably a tie. <laughs> I, I was yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything, but I'm like, yeah, that that um, mine's definitely more watered down. You got the old can version though. Oh, that's good too. It's good. You know, even though this is a big manufacturer of Sierra Nevada, Nevada, they they do a decent job. They really do. That's a good beer. I like yeah, Rogue. Really like Rogue's the one. other one. Dead Man yep. Ale. Anyways, I could get my hands on some of that. All right, so uh, <laughs> people. Don't so the question is here. When uh, when is CyberShell coming out of its uh, out of stealth mode, or is this your official? That's a announcement? great question. Are you in yeah. stealth mode at all? No, that that is a, that is a good question. We we are pretty much operating in stealth mode at the moment. Um, but uh, that being said, we do have um, <laughs> not anymore. Some, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's stealth mode because they want to be in stealth mode. I no, think no, no. Yeah, it's like saying that, I'm, I'm I'm absent, but really I'm only you know, abstaining from sex because I can't get any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we do have some uh, um, large um, customers that are um, beginning to pilot um, the solution. So um, that's good. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, it goes back to starting a company, right, Chris? And it's always that delicate balance of, hey, man, do we, do we think we can do this on our own and kind of grassroots this? Or how far can we go along um, versus taking on the VC dollars? Um, and when when is it a good time, right? That's so it. It's never a good um, time for that one. Never a good I time. I just got off a phone call with that one. Uh, you, know, I, I, <laughs> you know, and then again, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not driving cars and race car tracks. Um, the, the reality is, is that, you know, either you love it or you don't, right? It's your, yeah. your primary passion. Or not. I'll tell you, I... I love almost everybody I meet in this industry. I miss Mudge. I, I really do. I wish you'd respond to my emails. I mean, I, I, I can't think of a single bad person I've met, right? Um, nah. You know? Okay, that, maybe you met a that, bad person. But, but in well, general, no, yeah? No, I was just going to say, I mean, that, like I said earlier, man, it's just hanging out, having a good time, trying to make stuff happen. And honestly, well, you know, as far as starting the company goes, um, for me personally, um, what 
what I don't want to happen is, you know, being 70 some years old and saying, you know, shit, man, I wish I would have just went for that. Well, you know? I agree with that. 100%. Sure. Jeremy agrees with that one. And in, 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 in the same ilk, right, about taking money and stuff. And, and I would take money if somebody threw a lot of it at me. But the reality is, is that. <laughs> How much, dude? No. Yeah, I'm not that. But the reality is, is that you, you, you want to make the product successful, right? And you've had this idea. You started by talking in 2012. So Mike, you've got eight years behind this. And you want to make sure that it doesn't die when you get bought out, right? And so right. the question, and the other thing is, you, you want to at least get to that point. You want it to eventually start growing. And, and the reason why I was hammering home about what type of company you are is I really believe right now you're almost like an MDR because you, you're going in there, you're helping people understand it. But the reality is that that's a temporary, that's a milestone to where you're going to be. Where you're going to be right. is I would love you to be writing my signatures. We're going to come up with a brand new correlation engine in two months. I'd love them to all have your, you know, cyber shell this, cyber shell that, and you just push them out to every freaking customer. Yeah. I would line yeah. you up with every MSSP, and, and you might say, Chris, $1,000 per customer is not a lot of money, but if I get you 1,000 customers, it becomes a lot of money. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's the MDR play, right? Yeah. Volume. Well, yeah. more than MDR, I think you'll get to a point where where your insight on how to implement MITRE ATT&CK is better than MITRE's implementation of MITRE ATT&CK. Right. Right? Because I don't yeah. think, because of all the gaps in MITRE ATT&CK, it's obviously, it's an idea. And, and MITRE is not designed to be a company. MITRE is designed to throw an idea out. They're throwing the idea out. It's done. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, uh, I think it was 2015 after we created basically this government version of, of CyberShell, you know, we went up and showed the MITRE team and about blew their mind. Um, so, I mean, I know, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of those guys personally, and um, I mean, they're awesome, awesome people. Um, and, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. A, a lot of it is um, academia um, to a point, uh, whereas we do have a lot of rat, you know, like real world use cases to where we've, I mean, it works. I mean, that, I mean, we have quantitative results, right. To where we wrecked people and adversaries that came into our AOR. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't see a lot of, uh, I haven't heard of a lot of stories or a lot of other organizations having those success stories. So I, I, I you know, as far as the product goes, I mean, I know it works, right? Um, so, and and really, we just want to help other people be successful. Um, and and sometimes that's hard, you know, because you know, um, I, I mean, there's a lot of noise out there, right? There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of. No, that's um, another show. You know, that's another show. I okay. Yeah. We're all Jeremy. Jeremy and I have talked about this before. I mean, there's so much marketing crap out there, but you've got a real deal with you, Mike. I. I, I like what you've done. I'm glad Sam introduced us. Sam Sally. There's a plug for Sam. Yeah, shout and, out, Sam Sally. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Ermigan now gets to meet you, and, and hopefully we keep on growing. Yeah. So, so Jeremy, we know now know we can we can pitch your idea. We'll pitch your idea on our product, and we go meet people too. I think it's perfect. It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely. Nah, and, and honestly, yeah. I mean, it's uh, again, good group of dudes hanging out. Um, all you know. 
you know, people that know their stuff. I mean, we're all going to promote each other because we real, real sees real, right? Real knows yeah. real. Yeah, true. Listen, it's, this is our time. And I'm only saying it because it's the time of the introvert. And, uh, <laughs> and so this is, you know, people say you got to stay at home. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, dude, I've, I've been loving it. Yeah. It's, it's good. That's good. It's just the, the difficulty of ordering beer remote is sometimes a little tough. Thank God. Yeah, the delivery service takes a little longer than normal. Hence but, the Miller Lite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, so at the end of it all, what's your final pitch, Mike? What are you going to pitch? Like, if we're going to be able to do this whole thing, which we are, because I'm, 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 I'm already halfway doing my hazy pazy. So, uh, yeah, me so too. I'm sorry. You're asking for the pitch? Yeah, I'm asking for the final pitch. We're at the end of this whole thing. We're final okay. pitch. Some guy closing arguments distance to the very end of this, right? <laughs> man, I, I mean, I, I, at first I would say, man, if you've listened to uh, the, the very end of this, you know, God bless you. And uh, thank man, you. We yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's, it's been fun. But really, um, you know, in, in a world of, you know, uh, just a lot of vaporware and whatnot, um, you know, we're, we're real people. Um, and real professionals and have been in the trenches and I'm here to tell you that what we have to offer works um, and you'll be better defended um, and you know if, if you partake in it and you and you bless us with the the opportunity to help your, your organization out so amen. amen I can't even tell you how much yeah, that every day all right Jeremy you well cheers to that cheers yeah cheers we can see my was, uh, there we go no, there it is. <laughs> you gotta hide it in front of you. No white beer with a white background. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap this one up. We've all been drinking. I've got like three ounces left. I mean, we could chit chat <laughs> three more ounces. Where's your doggy? You your doggy came in. Your doggy came in and left. Mine? Him. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was Cliff. He's my Great Dane. You named him oh, Cliff wow. Cheers? Huh? Cliff Clavin? Where's no, no, we, Clifford as in the big red dog, you know. Nice. Of course, he's red. Yeah. I, I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, hey, but he's only one of, a, one of a bunch of them wandering around here somewhere. All right. <laughs> well, hey, guys. Oh, man, I uh, appreciate the opportunity. And nice to meet you, Jeremy. Nice to meet you. It was good talking to you. I love to hear oh. about your product. It was great. Excited. Hopefully we'll catch up on I still think that... Yeah. That you guys need to have some sort of marriage that occurs between the products, I so that you know, so that I can this. make my make make the, for the the customers in our MSSP, we're going to only capitalize you know benefit from that, capitalize mm -hmm. on all that knowledge. Yeah, I think that that we'll come up with a path eventually that works. You know, I I really think that all these people talk about money, like VCers come in and they talk about money as driving business. Sometimes I think ideas do and people do a lot better. And yeah. That, uh, this is a good idea. I, I really like this idea, Mike. That's the reason why you're like one of the first people I call for this, not just because you're easy. I thought that this was a good relationship and, and, and uh, you know, Jeremy's going to pull some other guys in eventually, but this is, listen, our product fluency doesn't do shit without knowledge. Right. And, yeah. 
and, and things don't scale without knowledge, right? I mean, you guys have knowledge and you guys can articulate it. Like I said, we're coming out with the new correlation engine, which is going to be a killer. And, and I, I think it's a perfect fit. Yeah. But we're going to pay you for my side. I'm going to pay you to generate kind of correlation rules and I'll sell you as a rule set. I'll go to every single one of my customers and sell you as a rule set. And if they want for you to review it, great, I'll introduce you. If they want Jeremy to review it, I'll introduce him. You know, I, I think that uh, yep. that is an incredible strength. And I think that the, the issue in the, our industry is you brought it up as the smoke and mirrors and the BS. Mm. I mean, we, we fight with what is correlation, right? What's database yep. speeds and, and, and that I can't fight those fights. They're, those are marketing dollars at work. Right, right, exactly. But, yeah. But the reality is, is that at the end of the day, things get solved. Right. And we we can get a bunch of guys on this on this call, Jeremy, where people solve problems. And and it's it's so painful when people say you don't get fired by you know buying Cisco. It's not true anymore. People get fired by buying the wrong product. Yeah. They really do. Absolutely. And it's just people don't realize it yet. But I, I believe it. Mm-hmm. All right. That's me drinking. Tomorrow I'll say I never said any of this. <laughs> and it's recorded. <laughs> and I, I can't, please, please make hockey start up again. I'll even take baseball. Yes. I'll even take I, I love baseball. I really do love baseball, but I love baseball sitting there watching it. I don't know if I can take it on TV. I don't know if it's all in Arizona I can handle it. That that uh that was my my one regret, you know, living in the uh you know capital region was not making, you know, the caps. You know, more uh, often. Hockey. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's almost like seeing not not being able to see Jordan play. Granted, we had him as a wizard, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, we, but but watching him Ovechkin, first of all, what a quality guy. I mean, I still remember his first interview. He refused to have an interpreter, and he stumbled through English. What a quality guy from day one. And, and it's going to be sad the day he retires, and I hope he wins a couple more cups. But the year he won that cup and what he did with that cup. <laughs> yeah. That's what legends do. That's what, le- you know what? He's a wonderful Legends kid. do, right there. So, so anyway, so here's Absolutely. those stingrays. May they, may they do something. <laughs> How are those stingrays doing anyway? Hey. Um, I wish I could tell you. Um, so, you know, <laughs> we, 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 we were actually, you know, uh, uh, Cybershell was gonna, you know, buy some, you know, nice seats for when you guys come down. You know, the, will, the box seats. I will right see. It. I will even buy a jersey. I love buying minor league jerseys. I will buy a jersey. And Jeremy, when are you gonna start playing again? When's your team? You're out for the season right now. Um, our team is paused only because of the whole coronavirus issue, but. Uh, we won our last game, so we are running a two-game win streak into the into the pause, and hopefully, once life gets back to normal, we'll continue that uh, that trend. And you do have a so brewery push to the playoffs. Don't you have a brewery sponsoring some of your drinks? That was my other team. We had. Oh, uh, sorry, to bring up the team. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the Gringos don't have a uh, oh, don't have dude. a sponsor currently. That's awesome. <laughs> who is the old awesome sponsor? Give him some love. Who is the old sponsor? Wolf Creek Brewery makes some amazing beers. There we go. They were sponsoring my old team, the Puckheads. 
There you go. That, that's, that's, that, I can see that shirt too. Almost like a Pac-Man style. Back oh, at yeah. like uh, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world kind of thing in my head now. All right. <laughs> don't worry. It's name association crap. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for putting up with the two of us. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks for coming forward, on. Yeah. Look yeah. forward to everything that comes by. You're going to give us an update eventually, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, appreciate you having me on. And uh, we'll be seeing you all soon. All six people who watch right. it are going to love what you said. Buddy. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> it all starts with six. That's right. Six. We'll, we'll all look back on this day. <laughs> That's right. right. This is the defining moment. Take care. <laughs> yep. See you. <laughs> only got maybe an ounce left. We're good. <laughs> <laughs>